0: Awoga, this is a dwarf (laughs) cast.
1: Your craft has just entered the catchment area for the Ganymede and Titan dwarf cast. We're live on all known frequencies and in all known languages, including Vogan. I, si, I'm Ian Simes, saying a big hello to all of you who are listening live. If you want to get involved with this rather overambitious piece of shit, we'll be reading out some of your comments later on. You can go in, well, it says in the script you can go onto GNT and post in the Let's Talk About Trojan thread. We'll see if that's the case. Or if all else fails, you can tweet us at Ganymede Titan. No, oh, and at Ganymede Titan. Coming up, we're going to be discussing every single aspect of Series 10, Episode 1, Trojan, and we'll be hearing from Bill Pearson, Craig Charles, and Doug Naylor. But first, unfortunately, we've got to hear from some less exciting people.
0: We've got our very own Jonathan dapps,
1: Hello. And Daniel Stevenson. Hello. And unloaned from the official Red Redcourt fan club, we have Joe Sharples. Hello. And Jesmine Tutu.
0: Hello.
1: Right then, Trojan. <laughs> Let's go around the room and get everyone's initial thoughts, starting with Capsi.
2: That was Series 8 done correctly.
1: Hmm. Good. I was going to ask you to keep it brief, but uh, I didn't didn't need to. Uh, Apologies (laughs) if the levels are being fucked up, with those are listening live. Uh, Jess, what do you think?
3: Uh, Genius. Absolutely brilliant. Return to farm like Doug said. Um, And as Capsi says, Series 8, and brilliant. Daniel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: I love it. It looks brilliant, and it made me laugh. And it- I think that was
1: the key thing because it's a bit of a funny one for us. We're going to show off now, but we were at the premiere last night, and you mm-hmm. weren't. Ah, unless, <laughs> unless you were, but. um yeah, it was it was a very strange experience watching a brand new episode of Red Dwarf on TV and not laughing that much, even though we knew it was funny because yeah. we've already got the big reactions to it before yeah. and now we're paying attention to the smaller details. Yeah. And it's the smaller details that a lot of people might not have seen uh, the first time yeah. around. Uh, my favourite of which is... Uh, I think it's just the shot when cats... Um, when is uh, looking for his marker pen and he accidentally interrupts the, um, yes, <laughs> the final right. battle scene and does a, a double take at the door. It's very strong.
2: It's perfectly paced. It's just at the moment where you've forgotten that Cat is actually yeah, really got the wandering shot. around. Um, <laughs> I think the best thing about this episode is the payoffs of everything. Um, there's... Uh, There's numerous bits, and it is an example of um, when Crichton's wiping his memory um, of the order that women just gave him. He starts pulling a face and I'm thinking, and then all of a sudden when he recovers and and that whole movement is so funny, everything ends with a genuine laugh, even if the way it gets there is a little bit, can be a little bit, if sometimes yeah. I think there's always things hitting the I on. think the
1: closest that he goes to the mark is um when listeners um annoyed about is is doing his rant about why he needs to get to that phone. And it it starts to almost go, ooh, I'm going a bit. And then he saved it by uh, jumping up and down and flocking his arms. It was <laughs> <laughs> <and laughs> full 360. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. It made you laugh and forget that it's going too far. And it, yeah. He it's very much it.
4: the uh, intended pull guard yeah. kind of thing as well. Yeah. That's a really insurgent amount. It's that kind of feel about it. Yeah, the intended pull
2: guard. <laughs> <laughs> he intended to be, anyway. That's yeah. one of the reasons why. Uh, series, series 8 done by is an obvious simplification, but. It feels like you know, Bill always said that oh, series eight, we want you know, we wanted to go back to the studio audience. He had all the same intentions that he had for series 10. Everything Mm. he was saying then is the same as what he's saying now, but this time it's worked. He's got the right formula, he's realized you know, they're not doing the whole crew thing. And I just think that the performances are definitely derived from it, they've moved on a lot, but you can see plenty of that in there as well as you know all sorts of other bits but yeah it hits the marks where
1: 8 never did but in similar areas. Uh, well what uh, Jess was saying about the pacing of it throughout the whole thing, there is much improved on both the version that we saw on the uh, audience night and the, the rough cut that we saw on um, the session for Dear Dave. Um, it's just so tight, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's amazing the difference. And um bits that have been uh chopped out include more phone stuff. and I think the whole thread of the phone stuff is much better for yeah. being shorter, definitely.
2: The pacing is impeccable, yeah. There was a whole scene, um, in um, I mean, delete scene spoilers a little, <laughs> little bit. Um, they're, they're back on <laughs> the <Yeah>. room <laughs> halfway through the um, uh, you know, halfway through the scheme, and basically he's trying to work out you know how he's going to pass. and mm. um, that is, that is a scene that goes a bit too on the nose with the uh, call centres. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. Um, that, I think that's what I was referring to in my set report. I said there's a running joke that's mostly good, but there's one bit that appears a bit too close to um, observational humour. And now uh, that's gone. That's gone. <laughs> so it's <laughs> fine. fine. Everything's great <laughs> There
2: was also another, um, uh, another scene... Which related to Vimmer desperately trying to pass this exam? Yeah, um, which involved another character. Um, we
1: have not discussed our spoiler policy. But now been... that the episode's gone out, can we say what's not in the episode? Um, we can. It's another <laughs> scene, right? Maybe, maybe, it, maybe this should... is a discussion that um, shouldn't happen on <laughs> the only time we've ever broadcast to anyone. <laughs> well, you know,
2: early kinks and all that. Um, anyway, yeah, they were very good. <laughs> there was another scene that was cut, and it is good that it was cut. Yeah, it held the pace. Usually.
1: And, and funniness. Yeah, and the, the, a lot of the. I'm just thinking back again to the things I obliquely referred to in my set report. and But um, struck me a lot of the time is a lot of subversion of what you think is going to be an obvious joke. And that's sort of the thing that Red has always done. And um, just things like I thought they were going to do a straight cut from. When Lister says, oh, are you really going to let him? Are you really gonna pretend to be someone you're not? I thought it was going to be a hard cut. But the fact that they inserted Brimmer's line, what do you think of? Yeah, I think, think we all really know that. One. Uh,
2: and yet they still got away with some traditional bicycle cars, I guess, yeah. the Crime one on
1: the phone, being the yeah. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and again, like Lister dancing around earlier, um, justified, and you can get away with it because it's funny. Yeah. Rule of funny. <laughs> I <laughs> think Bob, strongest
2: uh, aspect, and especially in this episode, was his um, physical presence, his faces. Um, there's, a, there's a few bits where the line's slightly... He slightly flubs his lines, ever so slightly, but I think his his strongest his strongest suit is his physical yeah. acting. Um, but not done
1: over the top like enough.
2: No, uh, case, it's, uh,
3: it's not. They're running fucking close, but <laughs> yes. we'll balanced
1: well. I think yeah, honestly. Uh, well, there's a lot of uh, big topics to discuss. Um, let's let's start with uh, something that might be controversial um, with. Uh, some fans uh, is the what it added to rumours mythology, and it's not like uh, it's not like just a bit of fan service referring to something we knew. It's taking it and adding things to it. Some people might say, oh, they're fucking around with established stuff," but I think it just it, yeah, series ten being its own thing has justified the right to fuck over with mythology. It's not you know, Red Dwarf Mythology, A, it's never been consistent, and B, yeah. it's not on a pedestal that can't be touched, because this is a tribute to that. Oh, no. It's his own thing. And, thin- and um, yeah, I think it adds to rumour. I mean, the, you can read into the story, which is something that I've noticed just now, after watching it uh, so many times in various films. You could argue that you killed Howard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that is... You'd have to probably deliberately missed the point to think that not that that will stop people yeah. from saying Lister's it. Lister's more like, culpable
2: on that front. But, uh, because she wouldn't have shot the gun if he hadn't just leapt. Yeah, that's true. Lister's entirely reckless, culpable for that. Reckless um And, yeah, it's, a, it's an odd point, <laughs> um, but the, the whole death of Howard. I think, like, going back a bit, that like, this series really needed a bold thing in the first episode, mm. and... Um, the fact that yeah they addressed this mythology did it so well as well it, it absolutely needed that because um, it's a great way to kick everything off <laughs> you know there's there's elements of everything that someone would want in an episode of Red Dwarf whether they like it or not is subjective but you know there's loads of great gags yeah. and also proper mythology <laughs> yeah and it's not something we get very often in Red Dwarf and it needed that. Uh,
1: just going back a second. Another thing that's um, different between the recording and the finale—it's it's something. Uh, the finale, no, <laughs> the final episode. Um, it's, it was something that was obviously going to happen, but we've now seen um, the effects around when. Um, Rimmer and later Howard have their negativity um, yeah. attacks yeah. Uh, yeah. or jealousy, bitterness attacks, whatever. Resummen, Resummen. Yeah, Resummen. Yeah. Resummen. All <laughs> these <laughs> synonyms. It's so <laughs> weird having Red off that I don't know off by heart. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, obviously on the night of recording it was just him pulling a face and freezing, but the way that they've cut it is, uh, it makes it so much better.
2: Yeah, lots of drop frames, um, Yeah, make it feel like more of a violent effect. Mm. It looked like a comedy, so that's during the recording, but yeah, they made it look bad, and um, again, it was something that could have been dodgy, i.e. the faces, Yeah, um, it is saved or is um, complemented with some proper, yeah, with something else that basically kind of lifts it a little bit, and makes it feel a little bit more
1: palatable. And, speaking of big visual things that we've just seen for the first time, model shots.
5: Models! models. <laughs>
1: Did everyone like the model shots?
5: I like the shots.
1: They were
6: so pretty. very
1: <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, there's, there's
2: lots to talk about here. Yeah. Um <laughs> Let me, well, <laughs>
1: well, should we start with the, the opening titles? There's bits in there that... Yeah, we should, this, what, this yeah. is what we should have done. This would be a better structure, maybe I guess. <laughs> Maybe oh, I'll, I'll edit this. We've got to
2: get into informality at some point, Yes, yeah. it's far too long. All right, then.
1: <laughs> right, title sequence. When I saw it in the cinema yesterday, I I don't know what it was. I, for a start, they fucked up a little bit when they played it, and the sound was yeah. muted for the first two so seconds, wrong, three yeah. seconds. Yeah. But that um, sort of put me out of whack, and I remember thinking, oh, this isn't that good. It's um nice shot and interesting but it didn't seem to be quite as tight and as good yeah. to the music it's it, flat whereas lines. this time uh, watching it on the telly I didn't notice that so much, maybe I was going into it with different expectations but I'm happy with it, I'd need to watch it again and analyse it and we also obviously by the end of the weekend we're probably going to have a frame by frame thing <laughs> on, on the, yeah, on yeah. the site I'll of where's this I'll a movie so you can fucking do that. yeah I'll do that right <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, title sequence and the on-screen title for the yeah. episode name, yeah, beautiful.
2: beautiful. Yeah. yeah,
4: absolutely. And that at first, I
2: thought, "Oh, that's a lovely reference. It's a lovely throwback." But I thought, "No, it's more than a throwback to how they used to look. It is the best and most beautiful way to show us the episode title in that font, yeah, that colour,
1: just, just that way.
2: Yeah, in that, sort of that way. Like seven yeah. and eight, where we're getting times new. Roman. Kind of good it, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's um, speaking of model shots in the title sequence. There is a standout model shot in that title sequence, mm. um, which is lots of small ship things yes. attacking the whole red dwarf. Yeah.
1: Well, well we we oh, do. So it, seems. Oh, so, oh, so it seems we do wonder what they may be. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that and of models, this is a link. <laughs> this is seamless. Uh, <laughs> last night at the big squank. <laughs> squanky... at the big wank. Right, well, this is a perfect great. right? Speaking of models, last night at the big squanky premiere, we bumped into Red Dwarf 10's visual effects supervisor, Bill Pearson. <laughs> this is my past self.
3: Space Corps Directive 501170810972 says all Dwarfers must listen to Dwarfcast. Uh, Mr Rimmer, sir, I think you'll find... Shut up, and I'm right.
7: I just finished on uh, the Tom Cruise movie, uh, which is... Uh, was it uh, <laughs> Kill? All You Need uh, Is Kill. All You Need Is Kill. They uh. keep on changing the title. <laughs> um, it's science fiction.
1: Uh, so when, when was it exactly that you got involved with Red Dwarf? Because we, we've heard a few different rumours about, about the models this year.
7: Yeah, well, uh, Doug came along to me and he said, uh, do you want to see the snuff? Mm. He said, we're very worried. So they took me to on-site Uh who supplied the cameras in all the editing facilities and said uh, you know they said yeah have a look yep. see what you think so I watched all the stuff and I said this is absolute shite <laughs> that was the technical term that he used <laughs> and Doug said it is isn't it he said we've got six shots that we think we can use yeah a uh, so total of uh, well, when we finally did the reshoot, we had just under two hundred. Right. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> but Doug said we've got six, and I had a look at the stuff, uh, and I said I don't think you've even got six. So Doug said, "Well, we've got um, we've got this amount of money left, <laughs> and we've got about two or three days uh, to reshoot everything." So. We went back to square one, and uh, they, I mean the, the red epic cameras. They are they're a big problem. I yeah. mean Steve knows of those. That they're hypercritical, so every bit of detail. Uh, when the boys made the uh, the dwarf miniature years ago, yeah. you know it was fine for 35. Yeah. Uh, but every little scratch. You know, was showing up on screen, mm. so we had to sharpen it all up, and uh, also the model had been shortened yeah. to make it the stubby version. Uh, so there were light leaks everywhere. Mm. Uh, so oh, nice! Starting to rain there. <laughs> um, so we had our work cut out for us. Uh, the the new ships that had been made were were not really up to standard right. so Doug said you know what can you do about them and I I was lucky that I had some stuff on the shelf and I said how's this for an annihilator? I said this looks quite vicious and it was actually made for uh, Red Dwarf 12 years ago we were trying right. to get a Christmas special off the ground Right, and it, so it only took twelve years <laughs> for this to appear.
1: It, yeah, it seems like everything you've done on Red Dwarf has been last minute, no budget, oh, yeah. no time.
7: Yeah, that's a, an that's escape, escape yeah. an, an escape point in bottle Series Eight <laughs> yeah. for, for a bottle of wine. wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, But Ooh, dear old Mail gave me twelve <laughs> bottles, yeah, so yeah. I can't, I can't knock <laughs> that. Thank you, Mail. Uh, what else,
1: other than Red Dwarf and the aforementioned Annihilator, uh, were you involved with in this series?
7: I, well, in this series it was uh, the miniatures. Yeah, that was it. Uh, before, I mean, I've, I've <laughs> counting this series. I've worked on five series of Dwarf. Mm. I started on four, five, six. Thank God I missed out on 7, <laughs> uh, then I did 8, and thank God I missed out on Back to Earth. Oh, uh, that's more controversial uh, than the first uh, one. <laughs> No, no, it's just being honest, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, but I like Back to Earth. <laughs> uh, well, there weren't any miniatures on yeah. Back to Earth anyway. So what, what I was sort of getting at
1: is um, a small green vehicle, small blue vehicle. No green. No
7: green. Blue. Okay. <laughs> uh, we well you'll see uh, we actually used the original uh, Blue Midget yeah. that had been made for series 8 uh, it had been kept in stories because Chris Veal had scanned it mm-hmm. and uh, you know the dance sequence with Danny uh, uh, that was all digital yeah. so that miniature never appeared in the show at all we got it out of storage. And uh, you know, it was good stuff. Uh, but we felt, looking at the test with the Red Epic, we thought, oh God, we've really got to go in there and add more bits and pieces. So uh, we did that. We, of course, did a new paint job. Mm-hmm. And Doug said, thank God, I can get really close on it. So you'll, you'll see a, a lot of shots of the blue midget. Uh we did not see a starbug at all. That's so I think, I think it was lost in a poker game. Oh, right. I think that's in the script. <laughs> oh, we're all really upset about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, th- you know, we were looking forward to. It. I, I made one years ago um, for a a quiz show on the box, and it was it was sold recently as an original, but yeah. it wasn't. It was for a Gabby Roslin show. Called whatever you want. Yeah. It was a quiz show, and the Starbug was the prize. Right. Yeah. So the one that came up recently, uh, as far as I know, was that one.
1: Yeah. So you could have used that if, you'd have, if you hadn't, have, uh, if yeah, got hadn't it been buy- sold. Oh, it's a
7: terrible model. I yeah. built it. It was, <laughs> I, I looked great on the show, static, but it would never have handled the filming. Not at all. They had a thousand pounds for me to make it. That was the budget, <laughs> Great. Uh, so what can one say? <laughs> uh, Steve Consultant contributed um, the explosions, which uh, you'll see, I, I believe tonight, what we've got is episode one, and then there is a trailer uh, for episode six, the beginning, and that's where everything you see on the screen, I haven't seen it yet, so maybe I shouldn't say this, <laughs> but everything you see on the screen, I made uh, so, there's a lot of models in that, in the Steve's Big Bangs. Cool. So, I hope Looks you enjoy it all. Harder. Thank you. Very much. Thank <laughs> you're, you're most very much. welcome. Okay. Thank you. See you later.
1: Mickey Mouse operation, aren't we? <laughs> right, we're very sorry about that. We hope at least some of you are back. Uh, basically, what happened was we fucked it up. and, <laughs> and But now, we should be back Well, well, we were trying to fix the sound quality because we sounded like Davros, apparently, and in doing so, made it so that the software we're using couldn't recognise our microphone at all. So now we are gathered round a (laughs) a tiny laptop (laughs) into a built-in microphone, but hopefully this is still better than we were before. Anyway. Uh, As you may remember from uh, about 20 fucking minutes ago when we were last on the air, we just played in a lovely little interview with Bill Pearson. We did. And he said that um, he'd done lots of shots of Red Dwarf, he'd built something called an annihilator, which he found on his shelf, which is presumably turning up in a future episode. Uh, He said that he shot with a small blue vehicle, but not with a small green vehicle. Mm. However, mm. we did we've just see in the episode, right? and there was a bloody green vehicle in there. there What's are that all two about? What's that all about? We'll share all about. Um, so either they were from his, the original six uh, model shots that worked that you yeah. mentioned from the first shoot, or they may have been stock footage. We just don't know.
2: I, I don't know. think they were stock footage. It was almost like most of the stock. Well, we've seen all the stock Starbuck shots. Uh, That's true. On DVDs, <laughs> and uh, it seemed like Starbuck was a little bit further away in the shots we saw tonight. Yeah, a, a lot of the time it was, you know, very very close up. So, I, it must. They must have been salvaged, and if they are salvaged, they look really good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, let the rest though? of it. Certainly I'm sure we'll lines. find out one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. on the DVD, right. Uh, let's try and maintain an air of professionalism um, which I've, I think we may have, we may have just lost <laughs> on that. Um, but I'm going to read some comments out from G&T to prove that we are 360 degree fully integrated media twats media. <laughs> so um, just to give some props to the first person to come online after broadcast at 9.40pm uh, or rather the first person who could get online because that was broken as well as this fucking thing Kelly M said that was brilliant uh, Mr. Stabby says, I have to say that was bloody excellent. A lot of people who saw the episode recorded said that some people might be worried after seeing the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. I was. For the first five minutes, it seemed a bit overplayed, but the rest of the episode more than made up for it. Easily the best Red Dwarf since the end of Series 6. It's and popular. that's sort of the yardstick that we've been looking at. Like, A, is it good? Yep. But B, is it better than Series 7 and 8? Is it as good as? Is yeah. it as good as? I don't, I've, I'm always going to find it extremely hard to judge anything whether it's Red Dwarf or not in terms of how good it is compared to series 1 to 6 because it's just in such a special part of my brain yeah. that it's hematically sealed and yeah. withstands any criticism so yeah. it, it, if if it's not absolutely 100% perfect then I don't think I can let it penetrate that bubble but that's not, that's not what it's trying to do no. and I do think it is better than most of series 7 and 8 um, Yes, I would say
2: all of currently thinking all of 7 and 8, that might change but yeah, it's um, yeah. what's interesting as well, it's, well this is slightly off the page, but um, it isn't Sirens, if you know what I mean, it's not an, a, a sort of a Day Zero episode, wh- which is designed to be a, an entry point yeah. for the casual viewers, it's an entry point for one character and we learn everything we need to know about Rimmer, if you didn't know about Rimmer mm. you'd know everything about him, you wouldn't know everything about Lister you wouldn't know everything about the the situation yeah so it it, is it is interesting i'm not entirely sure why it's
1: interesting (laughs) it's interesting (laughs) but i'll tell you why it's interesting it's because it's been commissioned by a channel where the audience of that channel um haven't uh, haven't had to recall back something from three years ago a year and a half ago is in the context of a channel that shows Red Dwarf all the time, yeah. and this is for the people who are already on the channel watching the show. Yeah, it's indeed. just a new, it's just new episodes yeah. of, of what well, has essentially become their property, even though it wasn't immediately. You now associate Red Dwarf with Dave, and you know, yeah. well done marketing team. I have a tweet to read out, because we're on Twitter as well, at Ganymede Titan, if you want to talk to us on there, that's probably more stable than our website currently. <laughs> um, Philly mess. Says if old school dwarf is the intention, then mission accomplished. It seems so effortless, probably because of the work put in. And we've been talking about this a little bit: old school dwarf, classic dwarf. Whether that is doing a disservice to series ten in a way, and classic dwarf, and to classic dwarf. <laughs> yeah, at the same time. I
2: think it's oversimplifying the matter Gross. a little bit. It's um, it's useful shorthand, and it was especially useful shorthand during the. Um, Oh god! During the um, episode recordings, when we were doing the set reports, it was useful shot to say this bit reminded me of this series, but you wouldn't talk about any other series like that. No, you don't talk about series eight, like, Oh, that was um, at least that was a bit of a five joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just you just don't it because it exists on its own, and this series is no different. Um, well, even this episode, it's it's got shades of absolutely everything that's gone before it. No. All, yeah, but it
1: is definitely its own thing Here's another uh, a thing that people have been mentioning a little bit um, obviously we've, we've talked a little bit about the models and uh, if everything had worked properly that would have flowed beautifully but we fixed it up before, during and after <laughs> but um, Thomas A. Evans is one of the many people who's pointed out shame we didn't get a ship shot over the end credits um, which yeah, we, I That's didn't really point. notice I didn't really think of that because I was distracted by the fact that the titles themselves were so beautiful (laughs) the the proper classic font and the red and the white uh, just like the series 1 and 2 just like series 1 and 2 yep the on screen graphics are
4: yeah, it's not something that... Actually, do you know It's weird, actually, because it genuinely didn't even enter in. We Because we, they were talking about how they were going to try and do that old-school shot of the ship going over. and the,
5: Yeah, oh, God, yeah. And, was that... School, in, well, there was incredible
4: difficulty, include, weren't there? Because we the camera. Because we found that little cheeky uh, picture in the... Uh, yeah, the, you did, yeah. Genu- yeah, and we deciphered it as being something to do with that. And obviously, that didn't go too well, so...
2: <laughs> From what I've seen, there's a couple of... Um, The two angry uh, commenters that are currently on side, the two biggest, they're both furious about this. Uh, I'm disappointed. disappointed It's um, it's it's nothing. I mean, it's a shame. They clearly tried to do it, and under the circumstances, if they tried to do it and it wasn't good enough, then there was nothing that could be done. It just had, you know, it. Mm. Series five is everyone's favourite series. It doesn't have a fucking flyby over the credits. You know, it isn't really. It's a, you know it's and also the shape of the new ship might not actually allow for allow for it really because it be it's much slower. shorter. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but it was still it on have to the original really ship anyway, really.
4: Yeah. So it must not really change the timing.
2: I like if we're talking about slight negatives of um, of the model shots, I would say this is a very minor thing. But uh, all the shots in this episode felt like. They didn't have enough time. Like they could have done. Apart from the towing, when they were towing Trojan, that was fine. Yeah. But they could have done with maybe two seconds longer on the on the establishing flybys, or like Trojan, when you cut into the the Rimmer and uh, Crichton scene and um, Red Dwarf uh, at the start. But I can.
3: I, that's probably just that this episode had so much. But also, fit, if we it. suspect that these are the salvaged cutscenes, then that might well be the case. Oh, that's true.
2: Yeah, um, and if um, as we go along, we'll most likely be seeing more and more of Bill's work. Um, I take what's actually going. We're jumping all over the place, but the if um, that Starbucks shot is is salvaged from the first shoot, does that mean that the red dwarf that we see is uh, in those shots is all is? the same or presumably they
1: could comp it yeah I I don't know it's one of those things like uh, because of the time the very short amount of time that they had even on the initial shoot you'd assume um, would it be easier to do things the old school way and have to put everything in the the same shot at the same time rather than comping it in Uh, in the same way that if a band's going to record an album and they've not got much time or money they'll do all the instruments in a room playing as if live yeah yeah, rather than recording everything separately. Scratch track. Scratch track. Scratch track. Um I I don't know about anyone else, but I'm interested in performing monkeys' opinions because he's a very yeah. strange man and uh We love him and we he's love a performing him performing monkey <laughs> he's a, Who doesn't want that? He's an, he's a loony. Uh, <laughs> plenty of ups and downs in the episode, but as a complete show I really liked it. Like others have said, the first five minutes are a tad dodge for a number of reasons, but both these scenes were needed as set up for later. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase it before my monkey. Uh, the he phone stuff shouldn't have been nice? funny; it just shouldn't. But it was. Howard Rimmer, uh, considering his appearance has been bigged up to the nth degree, he didn't really feature that much, and I could have done with another couple of moments with him and Arnold together.
7: Yeah,
2: yeah. That I think that That's ties into a bigger issue. Like, on the whole, I thought the plot somewhat. I'm. Um, I i do not really have comments going at the moment because I'm trying to deal with this, but um, <laughs> the um. The the plot itself of the episode I thought was really nice. It was nice it was fairly simple for Red Dwarf, but it was it was well constructed. The setup of why Howard turned up is something I completely missed at the recording. I've been bemused for f- months. Yeah. Um, it makes perfect sense. The quantum yeah, body it's set I th- up very. I think cleanly. a few people have
1: missed that. And so, just for the record, yeah, it is a massive coincidence that Howard just happens to turn up. And that's the point. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's almost like they're entangled in some way. Yeah. Um, uh, some
1: way. What it is, if, if you missed it, was when Rimmer picks up the rod that links, uh, that brings together uh, energy that has previously been linked. Yeah, obviously, is very closely linked to Howard Rimmer. Yeah, and um, a little touch—I think actually you pointed this out after the um, premiere yesterday. Little touches between Howard and Arnold. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't know more of them because they were so good. But one of the one of the nice ones, not a funny one, but a nice one, was when uh, Howard said, "We assumed you'd all gone down with that that, red, crate. that, old, with yeah, that, that crate. old crate. Yeah, and it's just like, oh yeah, because when Rimmer died, his family was still around, and you yeah. know, it, things like that. It's something that's not even occurred to you, that you know, it's just the crew's death will have been mourned by Pete, by someone. Yeah. It's just that they're ever, all dead by ever, the time yeah. that we get to them. And
2: there's never been an opportunity for that sort of conversation to happen in Red Dwarf. Uh, there was in the books with um, mm. Magruder, but they've never ever met anyone that they knew before the crash, apart from the resurrected crew in 8.
8: Yeah.
1: Um, oh, who was and uh, and yeah. uh, hallucinations, and, yeah, 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 and yeah. Yeah, from real and people. Like that. But
2: yeah, real bit. Someone that could say, you know, oh my god, I thought you were dead. Um, I am a little bit confused about Howard's timeline. At some point, he has been hanging around for three million years, and mm. um, I, I don't know. He says what? two days ago the crew were wiped out
1: mm. when he's um, well, mate. There is some. There's some odd thing happening, maybe, or maybe it's just is not as important anymore. But my initial reaction um, to the the whole shopping channel thing and Lister being on the on hold on a phone to some droids—they're uh, in a s- sort of populated universe now.
2: Yeah, this is something that I um, so uh, one of the um, I wrote some notes down yesterday. One of the first things is that one thing out of the old droid shopping channel and the pig racing. I know they're probably linked, but no link is made explicit in the episode. It's just the fact that the the pig racing scene is there, and it's all right, but it doesn't really bring anything to the episode, and it's tossed off in two seconds, when really it should have all been about the Old Road Shopping Channel in that scene, and then it doesn't feel like there's too much going on in the general
1: vicinity. Just a very quick point um, about the tossed-off pig. Um, (laughs) Was that Robert Llewellyn doing the voice? Uh, I think it was I'm pretty sure Chris Barry does one later on Ah. with one of the people on hold do you remember
2: Robert Llewellyn saying oh uh, done a bit of ADR and bonus commentary yeah Uh, (laughs) so that'll probably be the way it works but yeah um, with this
4: whole uh, the quantum rod does mention that it does compress space time together Ah. so is it not an explanation oh, that it's not folding time into itself, allowing two things that happened three million years ago to happen at the same time? Was, Ladies and happened, gentlemen, happened Daniel Stevens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also, and also, there's, there's another thing as well because uh, as much as you've got the droid market and all that happening, you've also got uh, injustice. There's a computer that's still operational. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, that it's one thing. Tractor beams, tractor beams. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So all that stuff's still working and functioning. It's just a case of they're just happening to be cruising nearby. That's one explanation, or the fact the quantum rod. Is allowing things to happen that happened three million years ago to now coincide. Yeah, more. so Howard's been ripped through time. Essentially, yeah, they both the the, the the sort of you know the, the universe is kind of whoop and they're basically touching, so now they can literally flip
2: between uh, point and times. Yeah, and time as that to makes, yeah I'm happy makes yeah, which with is that. what the quantum <laughs> robbers are meant to <laughs> um, fiction. Around while we're on that portion of the episode. Um, the reveal of Sim Crawford being mm. the baddie felt a bit like "Hello, I'm the baddie because I'm a baddie," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, uh, like "Oh, isn't you humans, my name is Sim, uh, get it?"
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. She is a simulant, and so as soon as you you realise she's oh. a simulant, then
2: oh yeah. Well, that's true, and if if their ship has been pulled from three million years ago. Is this the start of the simulant oh, uprising? Yes. Is she yeah. a proto-simulant of the the ones we will then see in
3: series four and mm-hmm. series seven? Which also explains yeah. why she doesn't look incredibly run down and isn't made of salvage parts from other simulants, etc. Do you know Ooh. what? You talk through these things, and all of a sudden,
2: the episode becomes yeah, much I mean, better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: not. I'm not. That's not up my flagpole just yet. Because um, you keep your to because you don't know whether she was acting alone aboard um, Rimmer's ship because you know she does meet her end in this episode. it and, Does seem that way to be fair. And yeah, she's not going back in time to start something.
2: No, I know what I mean is that she's indicative of yeah uh, maybe that sort a of is starting. Yeah. That's uh, simulants are starting to reason. And they're starting to analyse their
1: masters, and she's the start of what then becomes. And all this is if indeed he has been ripped through time, which we're yes, 100%. this is this is pure speculation. <laughs> is but, fact, but it does. This is, but this yeah. is... welcome to Ganymede not Titan. <laughs> this is fan link Right, I think um, with all the the shit we've been through of trying to get this uh, radio thing working, uh, I think you have earned, if you're still with us, the chance to listen to Craig Charles because he's far more interesting than we are. So let's listen to Craig Charles and then we'll be back with more of your comments we and will more chat. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Hiya Craig. Yeah. Hiya, Hi right?
1: Craig. <laughs> Alright, uh, quick word for Getting Reagan tight. I had one of them, episodes. but some of them oh, nice. someone stole it. <laughs> it's not this one. Don't worry. Have got my name in the back?
8: Check if you're It says red dwarf on the back is definitely mine.
1: <laughs> How are we doing? Uh, good, thanks. You. Yeah, did you come to the film in a bit, did you? Uh, yeah, I've, I've
8: seen I've seen Trojan before. Ah, very, okay. very impressed.
1: Oh you yeah. liked it then? Oh yeah. Ah oh, brilliant. Um
8: what do you think of it? Have you seen the full final episode? Yet? I've seen all six now, oh, so yeah. like um yeah, I'm chuffed to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's like turned out better than I could have possibly imagined. Okay. Um I think they're all really funny mm. and I think they look great and the cast are on fire. The writing's really good and um, <laughs> it's like back in the day, isn't it?
1: Well, uh, we saw a sort of more serious side to to your performance in Lister in Back to Earth. Yeah. But what version of Lister are we seeing in, in Series
8: 10? Well, see, Red dwarf has been through many incarnations, really. It started out as a sitcom, became a sort of a... An adventure comedy yeah. then became a sort of comedy drama and then was kind of like quite filmic in that back to where it was like a comedy movie sort of thing and now it's back to being a sitcom again and that's what all four lads prefer doing uh, being a sitcom poncing around and being stupid in front of an audience and uh, trying to steal the laughs and like um, and that's and that's what that's what we did in this one like so it's it's all about the characters and how they uh, interact it's not about the special effects it's not about weird spacey ideas mm-hmm. although th- there's more than enough to shake a stick at it's generally about how we all interact and how we get on together and porridge in space or oh, now it's grumpy old men in space <laughs> i have to push when i take a leak now a terrible terrible <laughs> ter- terrible terrible thing terrible thing
1: uh, you've got a reputation as being one of the one of the people who blabs the most about details. so have you got any secrets that you'd like to share with us about this series or future got, plans?
8: I blab more than anyone else. Uh, well, Robert's running you close. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, not being on Twitter or Facebook or anything, no, I think I, I, I blab the least, really. But um, there's some, some great stuff you get to, uh, to meet, some great historical figures, mm-hmm. uh, very important ones. I get to meet my own dad. Uh, I get to have sex with a very unusual character. You know, you've got to give it to listener, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Three million years, he's hardly had any, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Uh, so, he gets to have, a, you know... And um loads of laughs, actually, loads of laughs, you know what
1: I mean? What about plans for after this series? Uh, do you think you'll be able to get away from Curry again to do another one?
8: Oh, well, I hope so, you know, I mean, things are... In, I mean, let, let's just get this all out of the way. Like, uh, I mean, uh, the rumours are that they want they want an awful lot more, so... um it's, you know, decisions that Granada have got to make with uh, UK TV and all that. I'm quite happy in both roles and then um, why wouldn't it be, you know? So as long as I can keep my, my um, life going the way I want it to go, then I'm dead happy. I hate to this to be the end of Reddorf because it's just coming right back into form, you know what I mean? For a new generation. Thank you very much. Thank you, dear boy. Cheers. Give me my jacket back. <laughs>
1: See? That was good, wasn't it? Good old Cray. (laughs) Right. um, Obviously, the vast majority of... Well, (laughs) the absolute majority, all the people in this room are pretty fucking happy with the episode. (laughs) Um, So I'm a bit concerned that this might be a bit too positive. Uh, So... I've got a post here from G and T from Pete Part Three, who it has to be said is largely positive as well. Yeah. But is uh, brought is neatly bullet pointed some uh, negative points, which oh, might be quite handy for us. Um, opening credits remind me of Back to Earth. I prefer faster cuts and no actor credits. Yeah, I don't. I quite like the actor credits. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the moose stuff is troublesome for me. I didn't like the setup, and I find the callbacks a bit troublesome. Uh, he said troublesome twice, the idiot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind it too much in TV, but here's a bit odd. Um, I bloody love, yeah, the whole thing. That. I thought that was Shut a short f- talk. I you're talking it. About. <laughs>
4: I, I think,
0: think one of my standout moments from the recording, as well, that moose joke, and yeah. I remember looking forward to seeing it in <laughs> yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah, okay,
4: I'll agree. It's a different style of comedy to what that mm. Dorf normally has, but I mean, if we're getting at least it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> very very funny. I we're getting know, some yeah.
1: solid woofers.
2: If you break it down a bit, I mean, there's because obviously there's several parts to it. I thought he might have a point about the the setup, but that's part of a scene that's got its own troubles as well. You know, it's still gearing up, and um, but the setup itself has some really good jokes in it. Um, but it's like a a macro level example of what we were trying to talk about earlier when we were the Daleks, yeah. Um, (laughs) it's a macro level thing of. There were bits, there were, there were singled lines where you think, oh, hang on a minute, this is a bit iffy, and then, woof, a punchline, yeah. and that was the big version of that. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, and just the whole thing, if, yeah, callback humour is a, a different thing to what we're used to in Red Dwarf, but it's justified when it's giving us stuff like, you can, and this links into what Red Dwarf has always been about, and again, um, based on the fact that this is, This is for an audience that's already got a knowledge of the show. The cat gets a laugh from walking into the room. Yeah. Not by doing a comedy walk into the room or something, but at that precise moment when uh, Rimmer has just been undermined by Lister and then undermined by Crichton and very pissed off, cat walks into the room. The audience know what's coming, they They know it's going to be good, (laughs) and you get the laugh ahead of the joke.
2: And then it's executed in a
1: slightly different way
2: than you'd probably expect expected. anyway yeah. the the, ca- the the way Danny interrupts with was he Swedish <laughs> yeah. is my favourite bit of that I think it's just yeah, it's he crazy. cuts in so much sooner than I, than I was expecting yeah. it's just yeah. Um, it was I think the whole episode was it was all really fast paced and for the most part it was to its credit rather mm-hmm. than its detriment okay. um,
1: next um, uh, give me a minute so I'm only halfway through Pete's list <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Big ideas being slipped in without much elaboration. Android TV network, Star Drive. These could have been tied together. As it is, the universe seems smaller, and that's sort of what we were just saying. And that's the thing. There's in in throughout Dwarf's history, there's always been big things that have been just eh. This Toss exists. Off. Yeah. There's a hologram yeah. reading the news. The, you know, yeah. they don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and so it's up to us as fans to fill in the gaps. And that's what you know. They've given us fuel to keep talking about. What and the fuck's again, going on Again, in the like PR. saying,
4: the quantum rod kind of explains that if you were to think of it as being a, a time crusher. Yeah. As something that pulls the universe I mean, to makes the universe a, smaller for the sake of It could practice. end up
1: being a, a plot device where, you know, coincidences happen. We've already seen the clip from Entangled. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I've just been analysing doo doo doo. We're now entangled. I <laughs> could. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that you know the quantum rod is around. One of the main It's an inanimate <laughs> carbon rod. <laughs> one of the main things about Red Dwarf
2: in general, and this is something that John says all the time, is that um, logic problems, continuity, and l- l- little story problems don't matter when everything else is funny. There's tons and tons and tons of this stuff in series one to six, uh, and yeah. everyone masturbates over them. Quite rightly, because, <laughs> because it's, they, they're constantly making you laugh and they're constantly interesting and um, yeah. obviously when something sci-fi, the natural instinct for all of us is to look at the finer details and there's a great deal of fun in that. I don't think that um, if the show's making me laugh, those points um, become problems. They become more curios. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah, and now we've got more stuff to pour over because we're watching episodes that essentially we love or, you know, at least very strongly like, and so we're not looking at these things going, oh, fucking bastards. Yeah. We can we can look at these things and go, Oh yeah, I wonder where... It's a nice clear view on everything. Right? Uh, another point, Rimmer's blame of his parents for his failures was always brilliantly unfounded due to his brother's successes. This kind of spoils that. It's the second thing within the Red Dwarf canon that could be said to affect that, because in Last Human, uh, Rimmer... It, it's revealed that Rimmer didn't get a um, university chip learning or whatever, but it was chip called learning chip. Yeah, for yeah. All his did, which meant that yeah, it's genuinely not Rimmer's fault. And that was bollocks. <laughs> yeah, and that was bollocks. Yeah. This, like I say, it changes the mythology and it does change it in a big way. That reveal that Howard's a, a, fra- a fraud as well. We don't know about. Frank I, and I, John. I disagree.
0: I think. I disagree. It's more likely that Rimmer's mother told them that their brothers were successors. Yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, in order to encourage... Or told Rimmer that his brothers were successors in order to encourage him and to yeah. to power him and on and to give him that drive, rather than them... And they would be quite happy to go along with that lie because, mm. you know, Rimmer's a smeghead and they don't <laughs> like it very much, so... So in a
1: way, it is his mum's fault because yeah. he- his brain takes that on and says... And you know, uses it as an excuse rather than as motivation, so it yeah. is her fault. Yeah. There's no and way So either. it's justified. <laughs> so, ah,
2: well the way the way I viewed it at the time was um Howard is the youngest of Rimmer's older brothers. Yeah. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Um I assumed Frank and John, they are what we think they are. They're test pilots, they're Much old. older than the other two. Yeah, yes. much older than the other two. Howard and um Howard and Rimmer are like I can view them like my mum and my uncle, they're both very close together. <laughs> and there's a special sort of there's a special sort of rivalry, there's a special sort of connection between that sort of, you know, yeah. when there's a big family and the two that are closest, two closest in age. And um I've got a feeling that they're just that, you know, they're both peas in a pod. The other two are older, they're better, and this is just a nice bit of texture really. Having three Massively successful brothers is no different to having two massively su- successful brothers. Sexy brothers. Sexy brothers. <laughs> Even if it was just one, you still have a complex about it. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't yeah. Um, erode
1: the the. Yeah. Um, and while we're on the subject, we we've <laughs> I think in True Ganymede and Titan Star, we have got bogged down on the minutiae. <laughs> I don't think we've actually talked about um, Howard that much in terms of the performance. That's true. Mark. Dexter. Mark Dexter. Dexter. I stumbled then because I was about to say a name of someone who's in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Yeah, Mark Dexter was bloody brilliant. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. I alluded to him in my set report as saying that he's got to do a very specific job very well and he did it, and that's B Rimmer's brother. And that's, yeah, you know, copy Chris's mannerisms yeah. and you know act as, yeah. it as if he's from the same family brother as well, you know. Yeah, And he did, and it was a great voice. Here's a curious thing. When you first hear Howard's voice over the intercom, uh, I thought it was David Mitchell. Yeah, it really <laughs> said he said as like well at the same Mitchell. time. Yeah. Uh, but it's not.
2: It's not. It's fine. <laughs> just,
1: he says the word twat beautifully. Yes, yeah, <laughs> he does. line is fantastically well executed.
2: The, um, he's part of um, an iffy bit that becomes funny at the end as well. Um, Lister's old um, touch tea ruse. Yeah. um is a little bit alright
1: get it over with
2: and the way he just says was oh, brilliant that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> it's understated perfect. sort
1: of sort of naturalistic yeah. in yeah. Red Dwarf which is odd but yeah. right we saw yeah. lots yeah. of that in Back to Earth but this wasn't is wasn't
4: overplayed yeah. it wasn't overdone it was done just pitch perfect it just yeah.
1: um, it, well, here's a topic that's we sort of touched on it a little bit earlier but which it's topic? a we touched telepathised it <laughs> uh, <laughs> Howard's dying, Rimmer's non-reaction slash what he did by rubbing it in slash etc. I believe people in the room have points to make on this.
0: I do. (laughs) Um, I, well, I've seen people saying that that Rimmer's reaction to Howard's death is a bit iffy. However, Howard's reaction to Rimmer being there, well, not alive, but there, given that he thought he'd gone down with Red Dwarf, wasn't like a massive reunion. He wasn't like, "Oh my God, there you are." He was like, "Oh, you're there." yeah." And so that kind you. of just shows that family yeah. relationship. and so and, um, so I don't really have any problem with the way that Rimmer reacted to that. and yeah. just you want to say,
3: No, no, it's totally right. I think it's, it's...
5: oh, how's it word this?
3: I think Rimmer's mannerisms were copied perfectly, but I think some of those traits that we always attribute to specifically Rimmer, in my mind, have now come almost family traits, like the moment of heroism at near point of death. You know, we we see that with Ace Rimmer, that kind of thing that comes along, and it makes me wonder if this is a Rimmer family trait that this greatness can come out of a complete and total smeghead. Yeah
1: be um, nice. In interests of rebalance, now we've had a negative section, and in fairness to Pete, um, in to to give these the full context, here's his list of positives. Everything else. Cat walking past the entrance, the line about the hat, Rimmer in the chair, Crichton erased his memory, all made him laugh at the third time of watching. <laughs> and yeah, Crichton erased Good his memory. Good point. Quite a highlight. <laughs> that's, that's
0: great. Music. Oh, man. I, I don't, don't think that's ever going
2: to get old. That's not going to get old. <laughs> and that was top. <laughs> For context of uh, non-G&T historians, uh, Pete, Pete intensely disliked Back to Earth. That's right. That's I think say. so. He may have
1: mellowed with age, but at the time at he was time. set yeah. against
2: it. And this is this is an interesting thing, because... Back to Earth is the most immediate comparison that is valid to make, yeah. and uh, it was only three years ago. Three years. And it's it's so different. I and mean, Doug's made made a lot of the fact that this series is what he wanted to do. Back to Earth was making do, and as Ollie said in every interview I've heard, including um, uh, spoilers ours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's and also-
3: I think that I have forgot my point, no, I just <laughs> I just think there's also the point that was made about Back to Earth like back at the convention when I was speaking with Doug in that Back to Earth was very much, in some respects, a hallelujah to Red Dwarf. It was written to be potentially the last Red Dwarf that ever came along it was written to be in some respects a thank you to the fans and to everybody that stuck with it so therefore in every way it is absolutely its own thing and, it, in, and in many ways it makes it unfair to compare it to the other series because it is not another it series it. it is its own thing yeah.
1: yeah, it's a thank you and goodbye if it had to be
4: yeah
1: Um. well a, it, this is a an odd comment in a way but um, on the subject of uh, series 10 being its own thing, uh, James Ball, fan club chairman on Twitter, is asking from this time on, has the quantum rod affected the whole entire series and all this quantum effect is not reality? Um, mm-hmm. As with most James Ball tweets, you have to translate it a bit. But <laughs> <laughs> is, is this, as this reality rod created, you know, is this an alternate timeline in some way? There's no
5: suggestion
1: mm-hmm. that the quantum rod
2: would diverge timelines. No. They, it, it,
5: it brings, it brings two it together. yeah.
2: It treats together. everything like it's one big glorious whole. That there's <laughs> yeah. nothing. There's nothing about this. The mythology of this device is, does not. And,
1: and presumably, it can bring two things together without affecting much else that's in between them. Yeah, it's well, not like it's, it's crushed it's, everything. Yeah. It is a binary room. thing. Yeah. It is two. Uh, things uh, another theory from the uh, Tenorman on GNT uh, because that's sort of working. If you want to get on there and crush it again, uh, <laughs> in regards to something that's just been said, could the populated universe thing not be because? After after twenty odd years flying back towards Earth is actually, if you think of the time in deep sleep, um, more like four hundred and twenty years. Uh, are they slowly running into the old satellite signals? other the shits? Ex- <laughs> <laughs> he literally says "other shits." He means shits. <laughs> that's, that's not. That you don't get that with uh, me. That's just with Tenorman. <laughs> that was a shit quote. Sorry, uh, but yeah. I don't know. That's what's a good the, point, what's the That's cut-off nice, point though? What's the cut-off point? Is it well, two million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand years is where? <laughs> how far they got in all that time though? Civilization was also
2: expanding. Civilization was chasing red dwarf, basically. Yeah, and it's all about so what, point what, it what the distance was there. We also have to remember that for an unspecified amount of time, red dwarf was fully crude. Mm. Um, after the disaster, um, all the engineers getting to work fixing up the ship. Um, making it travel faster, more reliably. All this, all these things could have happened, and they could have made up a lot of time during that span. And Red Dwarf might be in better shape now because of that. Before they yeah. all fucked off. Um, with no onboard computer. Actually, they're probably not moving anywhere at this point. They've got no Holly, no, <laughs> no expertise in
1: piloting Red Dwarf, and, just the craft. You know, Kachansky's there somewhere, so presumably they don't want to go too far and leave yeah. it behind. And we don't know what the fuck's going on with there. Right, uh, <laughs> just quickly, we'd just like to commend um, Mick, who's posted a, a lovely picture on our forum of he's recorded tonight's episode on Betamax. Uh, congratulations <laughs> <laughs> is there right um, <laughs> we're now coming on to an interview with uh, who's this I can't quite make it. oh Doug Naylor uh, this is an interview with Doug Naylor I apologise because uh, Doug Naylor is still probably the only person that I've met that still makes me a bit uh, starstruck so if I'm <laughs> shit then um, unlike tonight it's not my fault it's the fact that I fucking
8: love Doug Naylor so uh here we go. There ain't no place in the whole of cyberspace.
1: Doug. Hiya. Hey! Have a quick word for to Meet tonight. Yeah sure. Hiya. Hey.
5: Are you excited about tonight? Yes. Very
1: <laughs> excited. Yes. So well, you will be glad to get it all over with broadcast tomorrow.
5: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> We've been waiting a long time yeah. to get this done, yeah, absolutely. Tell us more about Red Dwarf Ten. Um, it's the four boys on the ship. Um, back to basics. Um, Viz effects are there more in show six than probably most of the other shows, um, and the reaction so far has been, you know, really, really, really positive. Uh, Skiffing ahead a little bit. Um, uh,
1: we uh, saw an interview with you the other day where you were talking about you dropped a couple of episodes uh, yeah. from this run. Yeah. What are the plans for after series ten?
5: Um, Well, hopefully Series 11. That's not been um, fully commissioned yet, Mm -hmm. but the signs are really promising. Uh, And whether we'll be able to go back and do those shows, we don't know right now. Uh, It's something that we'll look at at the time. But having said that, um, probably dropping those two episodes has resulted in a more uh, back-to-basics type vibe for this series. So we kind of half-stumbled on that. Um, So that's probably how we'll continue. And with um, episode 6
1: being sort of semi-adapted from the movie script, yeah. what does that mean for the movie script? The movie script's in a mess, there's basically <laughs> some, some
5: holes in it. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I did like 35 drafts, there were so many damn drafts. Uh, and, and the bits I took from the movie were uh, things that we could obviously sh- shoot um, within the confines of what we had. Um, so um, it doesn't mean that we can't do um, a movie. Uh, at some point alright well, right. I'll let you
1: go in thanks you. very much thanks guys later. Later. what a nice guy <laughs> uh, so yeah we, uh, we called Doug Naylor uh, at the premiere of series 10 and talked about what's happening after series 10 because that's the kind of people we are <laughs> Uh right, well we've got a, a few more comments to mention. Um a lot of people have have mentioned it, uh I've, I can't find a huge list of names, but Seb has been pestering us to say, Oh, make sure you tell them that I pointed this out. <laughs> <laughs> so Seb Patrick, let's say, has pointed out um the the lift music um thing the, um, the hold, hold music is the same as the lift music from um, um, re-recorded, I believe. Yes. Um, sort of different version. Danny's probably best place to.
4: Well, I mean, it it sounds like as if he's taken a lot of that. How good old in general has taken a lot of older cues that were either used or unused from earlier series and has re-composed uh, them. Yeah, mm. uh, in new forms. There's a there's a scene where the cat is wandering about, trying to find th- his way through the Trojan, and it is an old cue that's yeah. been redone as as the hold music from *Stasis Leak*. And as
1: many more people still have pointed out, um, I'm just gonna say Thomas Evans because he's the most recent one I can see. Uh, his Thomas Evans' dad noticed the Rimmer Munchkin song in the score, and he didn't. I didn't fucking spell it e. either. That is where apparently, apparently when uh, Howard dies, there's a little reprise of um, of the Munchkin song. I'm going to, have to listen out for
2: that. And we're going I to have to that. listen
1: out to that almost immediately. And
2: uh, it's clearly yeah. very subtly done, which is how you reintroduce the Munchkin sc- song into the score. <laughs> <laughs> subtly, <laughs> I think, <laughs> um, yeah. I think it has to be said as well that the how good old stuff. I mean, there's
4: at least five cues in that one episode alone. Uh, purely for tension or for you know whatever
2: but I mean there's a lot of new music in this new series it seems the big piece that he did um is the with the climax when Lister's leaping for the phone and it's music that we heard uh he posted this he actually released it yeah um really really beautiful classic sort of taking the strains of the theme integrating it into a into its own piece um really really nice um i'm looking forward to hearing the isolated uh, audio cues on the oh <laughs> but, um, no it's, it's
1: it's really really nice um I've, um, right, um, got to we've, got, lobby. Okay. we've got a few, more, uh, a few more things to go before we'll let you all go to bed because it is a school night after all but stick with us for a little while um, we've got a few more um, small points to make ourselves let's call this section the small points section <laughs> uh, so if you've got any small points that you'd like to make uh, probably the best thing to do is tweet us at this stage at Ganymede Titan uh, short and snappy points and we'll read out as many as we can but uh, let's go around the room if anyone's got any small points to chip in go for it <laughs> Well, my small point uh, would be
4: the, um, the Dave ident before the show started was a really, really lovely CG model that looked like Red Dwarf but in the logo of Dave which I thought was fucking inspired yeah It <laughs> yeah. was,
1: was a really lovely touch it awesome. almost passed me by because we were like we were so geared up and we were like is yeah. it started is it started oh shit what's that
4: what the hell is that it was awesome I yeah. just thought that was a really nice touch of that, da- and you know props to Dave to doing Absolutely. an amazingly good work and, yeah, and it wasn't a prop it was uh, CG Oh, wow. Yeah, you know why? Because <laughs> I you don't
3: have it. Have it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, but they've done an amazing job with this series. They've pulled it to shit. It's the little
1: thing. touches and uh, lovely little touches. A few people have pointed out uh, Joe Howard in uh, in memory yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
2: was lovely. She got a nice S- well, she got a round of applause at the end of the. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, episode she did. did. Well, that was nice. Um, and
1: here's
3: hoping we have another one as well. Yes, and in memorial, We
1: will see. Um, any other small points? Yeah, I got one. Um, <laughs> we're going to think of a better name for this. Don't we? <laughs> I've <laughs> got a small a point, small point. <laughs> and I'm going to put it in here.
2: <laughs> 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 the the the, the, the it, you know, it's not uh, unfortunately, it's not a positive one. I feel like, um, but anyway, the um, the reveal um, of red dwarf towing trojan in fact Ooh. i have two small points here oh jesus um oh, <laughs> the reveal of red dwarf uh, towing trojan a that is um that has been rethought
1: since the shooting it yeah, has yes uh what we saw at the yeah. shooting was a little um storyboard and what was it that trojan was going to be inside red Dwarf's yeah. cargo bay yeah. somewhere with the doors, and, open. With the doors yeah. open to give the illusion so they yeah. could see space yeah. the window.
0: And so yeah I was gonna say yeah they said that so when they were showing Howard round they could only show him round one half half of of the ship ship. yeah hence why Rimmer
2: said the whole ship yeah Um, so but presumably if it's been towed then all the windows would have been fine it's and it's a nicer idea it's it's easier to do in a model shot Uh, so I thought that was a success also on the night of the recording there was a big big laugh when we saw the VT of the their Star Trek costume reveal, the slow mo shot of them all walking towards camera. It was a big laugh. That big laugh has now been overlaid over that model shot reveal, mm. and it's the first time I think—correct me if I'm wrong—that we've heard an audience apparently react to a model shot, and obviously without the, any
1: dialogue. Without any dialogue. It, yeah. With yeah, or dancing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not going uh, to say, oh, <laughs> you should never
2: cut laughter out from one place and put it somewhere else. All I'm saying is that it didn't sit right because there was no precedent for it. And all, it, it did feel a little bit iffy to it's me. It's different. Is it's it the different. fact that there's no
3: precedence or is it the fact that you are conscious of when it was recorded? and knowing when it happened?
1: I've got to say it didn't really occur to me, but obviously, obviously there was no audience for that. no. <laughs> yeah. Any more small points in the room?
4: Uh, You mentioned the there was a shot where the Trojan was meant to be in the side of the ship. I remember Doug mentioning that there was going to be some model shots that were set on a modular, uh, in a modular system with the side of the ship. They were meant to be able to shoot um, like sort of like full model parts that were essentially Mm. looking at the side of the ship, and you were able to see and it was able to plug and plug in and different things. That's obviously seems to have gone out the window. Well, there
2: is a plate that something that Bill had is a, a large. I'm using my hands here, brilliant. There's a <laughs> large a large shot section um, for close ups of the hull. We do see a, sh- a model shot that uses that. Is that later in, on? In I ta- just it, no, in the title sequence. Oh, I see. Oh, right. When oh, Red has right. been attacked, mm. they're using that. But I did also assume that that it would have a door in it and it would be used for that cargo yeah. bay door. That's it. Yeah. But we saw a sketch of it. In yeah, the yeah. I think it was planned, yeah. but
1: obviously, obviously um, we'll have to see. Um, I've got a couple of online small points. Um, Jsy Ben on Twitter or Benji Boy, uh, he oh says, really? "Here's a small point. I hope Norman Lovett saw this episode. I really do. We all know why. <laughs> no. I'm not do
3: we? Absolutely <laughs> I sure. No, I have no idea I what not he's saying. Do I, do I think he, he, just, could, yeah. he might have liked it.
2: He's probably watching. Goes, ah, oh, fair play to them. It? It's <laughs> quite funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. but <laughs> if they yeah. don't give me my fucking ball back, <laughs> um,
6: you know, it's uh, no, no. It's, no why it now? seems
1: it it's seems really odd at this stage to." keep referring back to things like that. Red Dwarf's moved on. It really fucking
8: moved on. Red Dwarf's moved
0: on. Doug has gone on record saying that Holly Hilly is not in this series. As you'll have seen from the trailer, we've got um, Rebecca Blackstone playing Pre next week, and she is Uh amazing, as well as beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And just, yeah, just let it go.
2: Yeah, It's, it's... I mean... Yeah. There's no need no to be particularly bad. Yeah. I mean, Norman Lovett has opinions, and he expresses those opinions very frankly, and that is a virtue. Because you know, if if he has something to say, he says it. The, his stories don't tally with Grant Naylor's, um, but apparently, it it just no longer matters. Yeah. No. No. we've no. got far more important things really to be talking matter. about. No longer relevant. It's <laughs> sort of
4: past the point where it's even you know. We, Sort of the, I mean, it's the become a running group.
1: joke on the site. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I get on quite well with Ian Lena it's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so, just one of those things. It yeah. changed it's all right. Story. It's all right as a running gag, but let's yeah. not get it, let's not get it confused with real life. I'm tired of feuds. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some more online quick points. Uh, Bollocks, poo from the uh, <laughs> from the fan site Gay Spacko Poop says. Uh, small point wasn't it lovely not to have the credits squeezed or have any continuity until after the trailer I didn't
2: notice that at all actually oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's well, weird. Yeah. Dave wouldn't yeah Dave wouldn't do that anyway because it's their channel well no because the fact that Dave didn't fuck up this airing is minor miracles <laughs> anyone who's anyone who's been reading John's brilliant set of uh, edit, edit articles, articles. <laughs> will know that they don't Pay as much attention as they should do to any of their shows, regardless of whether they're, they're their own flagship joke. show. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're, we're kind of we're having a go at them when they actually did nothing
1: wrong tonight. <laughs> yeah, they, they did, all they did very, really very, well. Very, very nice. Yeah, they could have got any
2: better. <laughs> uh,
1: we've got one final uh, online small point. Uh, so Bromley's small point, <laughs> no, which not many people have seen before. Uh, shame we couldn't see inside the bug, but it was lovely to see it all the same. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice shot.
2: And there was, I had worries about um, the vessels, um, Starbug and whatever other vessels not being on wires because we're used to. I mean, it's not that wires as opposed to a man in a green suit mm. waving them about. It's not to say one's better than the other because I don't particularly know whether they are or not. Yeah. it's it's that just we're used to the yeah. The everything movement. that we've been taught yeah. is
1: we've been taught how the model unit did these things between series one and six. Sure. Those shots were perfect. And, the, and so therefore yeah, yeah. that must be the perfect way. It's not necessarily, but you know, it's it's yeah. as long as it's the final result it. is yeah. good enough. Yeah. We at this stage yeah, we don't mind how it was done because we're still enjoying it. Later yeah. on, we'd like to get into the nitty gritty of it and find That's out it. as much as possible.
2: We were um, we were well prepared. We were well set up by Doug to expect major problems with the model shoes, even. Um, the second shoot, Bill Pearson's shoot and Steve Begg's shoot that saved yeah. saved the production really. Um, even that, that was done quickly, we knew it was being done on a budget. Bill obviously has previous with doing stuff like that and, and coming that up with the goods but very well lost, yeah, yeah, we knew that the, all of these model shots were done in less than ideal circumstances so mm-hmm. I my expectations weren't high and what's been produced... Um, based on trailers, trailers that we saw last night actually for episode three and six as well, the model shots look amazing, and we haven't forgotten about the model unit.
1: No, and Audrey,
2: no. Audrey, Audre, and you know we would have loved to have seen the model unit involved in this series, but Bill Pearson, all the same, has worked wonders.
1: Possibly uh, <coughs> related to this point, what we're, uh, we were just talking about about the credits, uh, Andrew Ellard has tweeted. The non-squashing of the... I've just script-edited him, him there and um, improved his grammar. <laughs> the, the non-squashing of the Red Dwarf 10 credits all down to Doug Naylor's insistence on in protecting the show. Thanks for leaving them alone, Dave. And thanks, Doug, for Absolutely. fighting every single battle. Yeah. <laughs> he, Thank because you, <laughs> he knows he knows his battles yeah. and he knows what's right. And mm. Doug Naylor
2: wins team. his battles. From what <laughs> he, we, he, he wanted the audience. <laughs> in fact, every, every interview he's given has, has given me the impression that Oh, I fought for this, I fought for this, I fought for this, and all of these things have happened. Um This is what happens when you listen to Doug uh,
1: channels. Yeah. <laughs> um, attention. Every, Good everything, things happen. everything happens all the way. Um we've we've by popular demand, there's there's popular demand going on. Oh god, um, oh god. Seb Patrick says, Talk about the episode two trailer. Alex Newcomb says this, Pete uh, <laughs> Peter Part 2 says that. Uh, to which I'd like to reply, Oh, yeah, I'm fired up. I haven't
0: thought that. I was speaking about it before. I you know you are. We've got
2: it
1: written down. You can't look because it, this is audio. <laughs> it really it, says, it says play Doug interview, backref, final thoughts, trailer reaction. Yes, so so we this know, this is what we're you. going to do trailer reaction.
0: Seth Patrick. So, so that trailer then.
2: Trailer yes. reaction. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay, let's start here then with it.
3: List of guys. <laughs>
2: Lister gets oh, flushed out into space with no yeah. oxygen. A scene no one has seen before, apart from the people who edited it. <laughs> uh, that is a re... Um, that, that was something... Yeah, that section where he sucked out into space. We didn't see that at the we recording. We didn't see that at the recording. <laughs> that was all done in that pickup up week. Um, and another thing, um, Rebecca Blackstone, as pre, um, there's a couple of... Points here. The, Don't talk about <laughs> it like that. <laughs> no, the, the no. The way um, this is, we didn't get a clue that this was something they were going to do, but they have put it on a giant screen, yeah. a virtual screen at the front of the yeah, drive room. with and a it little shocks from the amazing. back. Amazing. It looks brilliant. It. She looks intimidating. She looks like she has complete control. It, she looks yeah she, and you know, she's from, scary I <laughs> like all the, the pre well. yeah, the big imposing Some,
1: and something's taken over yeah, and yeah. they yeah. can't control it and it's doing bad things to them
2: yeah the trailer makes that very clear uh, that and she's
1: bad prior to this trailer all the um, all the publicity around it in fa- including the fact that it was the first and last shot in the first trailer um, Lister being his own dad being the main arc um, the trailer there wasn't any of that in it it was all no. it was Nothing all pre more. yeah And so, it'll be interesting, obviously, um, Capsy and Joe and I have been to the, uh, went to the recording of that one, Mm -hmm. Uh, and we don't know what to expect this week in terms of which is the main plot, which is the B plot, if they've got equal weighting, we just don't know. Well, (laughs) I mean... Things, a lot of things could have been cut, a lot of things could have been kept in. I've not seen a single The structure of of that show could be entirely decided in the edit, and... (laughs) um, I th- we mentioned it in the set report at the time. There is another little plot going on as well. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot competing next week. Could be interesting to see what's stayed in. Yeah.
2: And it's it, it's something I hadn't really thought about. It's something that you know jumped out at me with this episode and seeing that trailer and seeing the trailers for three and six as well that I didn't really consider how different it will be finished. Like the the post production. There's a, a great amount of Detail and some fantastic ideas being executed very, very well in post-production, such as the giant screen for Pre, and and in tonight's episode, um, the, when the holograms crashed, yeah, 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 and the final shot of this trailer of Pre looking ominous and sort of looking up, and it's it's such a brilliant end to the trailer, and these neck, these, I th- I think they've just been done. Fantastically, episode three's is ends on a that l- like everyone in the cinema shut themselves laughing at the end of the episode three trailer. trailer. Yeah. trailer um, yeah, the episode six trailer is. Exciting. Gave me goosebumps. It's,
1: it's an action y yeah. trailer. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: an action trailer. They show a lot more than I would have expected. Yeah. And they blow a gag for episode two. I can't remember what gag it is, but they do blow a <laughs> gag in the episode two trailer that you saw tonight. But there's so many gags. There's so yeah. many gags. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> you know, you've seen that. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, mad props for the trailers.
1: Bear. <laughs> um. Sarah Hawkins has said Pree is one rather sexy computer sprite not a, not a surprise that she's featured heavily in the trailer yeah. it is for the lads I mean uh, you know si, si Bromley let's not said, be reductive Cy yeah. <laughs> si Bromley says it sounds like every mention of Rebecca Blackstone should be supplied with a sponge <laughs> uh, to which Rupesh Parekh uh, one of the producers of the series says ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Thanks. Rupert. <laughs> Thanks. Um I think that uh, that's about it, it from us for tonight. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. I reckon we've yeah. uh, Um Well, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for sticking with us through our many, many problems. Um the sound quality, the uh, massive gap in the middle. Uh, um. sorry, distraction. Uh, Because I'm such a professional. It's Joe's fault. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Obviously, uh, I'd like (laughs) to thank uh, Joe and Jez and Danny and Capsy for joining me in tonight. Uh, Next week, in lieu of any interesting interviews to play in, we'll be taking calls from you, pricks, via Skype. Now, I say that, <laughs> yeah. but the problems we had tonight, you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll practice next time, maybe. Yeah. That's, that's
0: what we're aiming for. That's what,
1: that's what might happen. <laughs> uh, so look out for more details on that in the coming week, along with a written review of Trojan and all the news that's nearly fit to print. And you can find all that on www.ganymede.tv. Look at us being all fucking professional. Anyway, <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, goodbye. goodbye. goodbye.